For this episode, we're joined by Bill Reichter. He is running for Parkland City Commissioner for District 1. Welcome, Bill. Can you introduce yourself to the audience? Uh, my name is Bill Reichter, and I'm running for District 1 Commissioner in Parkland. Mm-hmm. I've uh, been a resident of Parkland for 16 years, um, started off living in the ranches, and now I live in Heron Bay. Okay. How, how long, like, uh, how long have you been living in Heron Bay? Heron Bay, I've been living there the past four years. Four years, good. And were you uh, before Parkland? Coral Springs. Okay. So you're from this area, or are you from uh, the north somewhere? I was born in New York, but um, when I was... Uh, 10 years old or nine years old, my parents moved down to Florida and uh, transplanted us from New York to, <laughs> to Tamarack, to, Tamarack to Coral Springs. Excellent. And, and what made you decide Parkland? You, you were in Coral Springs. Um, like, what sort of attracted you to the city? You know, at the time when I first moved into Parkland, it was not as developed as it is today. So, one of the things that attracted me was. Mm-hmm. You know, my business was uh, is in Pompano, so it's you mm-hmm. know pretty busy city life, right? You go back to Coral Springs, and it's also a busy city, right? So Parkland offered me, uh, you know, it was like the city in the country. I believe that's what what it was called back then, but right, well, the country and the city are one of those two. But it was it's just nice to have. We had land, you know, you had space between you. It wasn't as developed. It was nature, right? It was a great place to raise the kids. Um, it, it was, it was, it was a good family atmosphere. I loved, uh, back then they used to have hay rides, right. You mm-hmm. know, in the, in the uh, field up in front of the ranches and it was just a very cool country family place. No, I, even, even now I think it's definitely less uh, dense than some of the other city around us. So yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And what, what made you decide to, uh, jump into politics, local politics? You know, I've always wanted to uh, be involved in politics. I, I do a lot of stuff with serving the community mm-hmm. through charities, nonprofits, and giving back, um, serving underprivileged children and families. And I believe now, because the country is, you know, in, in a state of uh, craziness, right. that a lot of the values and goals that I that I have for myself is the perfect time to, you know, throw my hand in the arena of politics to try to make a difference and serve the community. And and what what's your passion? You mentioned uh, charities. Um, do you want to share a little bit what like what motivates you for those charities, and and why do you feel passionate about it? Yeah, so I, I was always I grew up um, I grew up in a let's say middle class you know family. Mm-hmm. We struggled as a lot of families do. You know, my father was a very hard worker, and mm-hmm. we had great years and we had years that we struggled and. You know, I, I felt fortunate that because of my family and my father and his work ethic that uh, we always had food on the table. So I, I always, you know, was grateful for that. And uh, as I got older and went on to college and I was exposed to more um, towns that had poverty and got involved in some of the clubs that helped out and Habitat for Humanity were building stuff and houses okay. and things like that. I started realizing that success isn't just your success, right? Success in life is what you give back to the community and helping others find success, whether it be in business, whether it be in having a home, whether it be in um, teaching them, 
right? You're teaching them ways right. in life to better themselves. There's everybody has different, you know, values of what success means to them. But for me, it's very important that as you go forward in life, you reach back and bring people with you. You don't right. just keep going on your own because that's to me, that's not success. So no. um, running running for commissioner gives me the opportunity in Parkland to listen to the the residents, really listen to the residents, not just say mm-hmm. I'm listening to them mm-hmm. and look for the opportunities to help serve them better. And, and make Parkland the place that everybody, you know, everybody wants to live, right? Not, right. Not just, you know, a select few. And, and what do we see, like, you know, as, as on the city level, you have, um, if as a commissioner, you know, I think they have the, the responsibility includes, you know, you have a choices as how do you make the city look like and feel like the, the type of culture that it represents. So how do you see, you know, your, if you want to get elected, if you get elected, how do you see um, improving that? What, what would you enhance about Parkland? What do you want to pre- preserve in Parkland? Well, you know, that, that's a good question because what most people don't realize is that the city officials have say, but a lot of the say comes from Broward County, right? Mm-hmm. And it comes from other areas like school board and and places that you really don't have a lot of control, even though people think that the commission controls everything. Right. So one of the one of the biggest things the commission can do is in areas that we can control mm-hmm. is that we listen to the residents. We, I think, engage in residents in committees mm-hmm. in areas that we can improve is very important um, and let the residents come up with plans and then bring the plans before the commission and mm-hmm. work as a unit. Right. Community unity, because I think a lot of times that residents are not heard because mm-hmm. there's agendas behind the scenes that you know people need to get done or want to get done for other reasons. Mm-hmm. And I'm more in the, in the mindset that we need to bring the community, we need to bring the youth together. Mm-hmm. We need to have more committee and more activities where people are bringing ideas to the table and then helping right. us find ways to execute those ideas to keep Parkland in the place that we want to keep it as a community. Right. Because everybody has an opinion. Um, but it's good when you bring the masses together and get all the opinions together and then start working on a common solution. And I think a lot of times, you know, I've been in a lot of city meetings for my business where we're trying to get signs approved through Parkland and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a lot of times I think what's going on is people are being heard, but they're not being listened to. Right. So then, I want to make then, it the way around where we're, where we're hearing them and listening to them and acting with them. I think that's a good idea to get the more community engagement. I think that but the challenge is that you're going to have people who are, you know, let's say disagreeing. So how, how do you resolve, like, you know, what do you see as the best way to get the community coming with the consensus? You know, that's a challenge, right? Even uh, if we get more community engagement, um, what's the procedure that that try to drive the consensus? What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's more... Like when, when you sit in front of some of the commission meetings, right, and you, mm-hmm. you see what some of the residents, when they get a chance to speak and they talk about, um, you know, there's, a, there's always disagreements with the way they think things are going. But right. I don't think those residents are now approached afterwards and said, hey, you know, your idea really does matter to us. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other residents that you have that are having the same issues? Let's get together and have a committee or have a meeting with everyone. And let's right. throw all these things out on the table 
and let's try to find a common ground. Most of the time it's heard, they get done with the commission meeting, you know, it gets reported in the newspaper or whatever, because the, the, mm-hmm. or the, the local magazines, but that's where it stops. The residents right. feel like they're not being heard because after the meeting, they're done. They just walk out and they're just, they're still upset. Mm-hmm. And I think as a commissioner or as part of the, the city commission, those residents need to be reached back out to and they need to be brought in and all the residents that have different type of opinions on the same subject should be brought in. And it's just like a debate, right? You sit them down mm-hmm. and we go through it and you find common grounds that everybody can agree on. And then what the city does have control over, then we start making, you know, we start making moves to help satisfy the needs of the residents because really right. the residents are the driving force behind any community. No, I agree. And I think a lot of it is that um, if they feel that, you know, they're part of uh, finding that solution, you're going to get better activism and people are going to actually do something about it. People actually feel like something's accomplished. Even uh, even if you explain to them what can be done, like you said, on the city level versus county level, uh, they will then understand who to uh, um, advocate for next if they once they get a city level problem resolved and they may have to work on the county level, um, you know, whatever they need to do. So. Right. I mean, I do think, yeah, go ahead. It's all about, you have to have as a city leader or a leader at any type of leader status, right? You have to have compassion, empathy, Mm -hmm. and you have to understand that people's perspectives are vital to the success of something growing. And I think, I think the city has more activism than any average city, I feel like. And then from what I've seen last, you know, just, just all the, even this past weekend, I think that in the corner of MSC, there were, you know, protests, but they were all peaceful and, um, and people are, you know, participating in that discourse, right? So, but on, on a city level, on city topic level, I think we sh- if we have the same type of com- activism and it will make the city better, I think. Um, and then there's a better chance of us getting a consensus on some topic like, you know, should we clean up some park or, you know, what's the road budget should be? Those are topics that are much easier to resolve than some of the ones we're trying to do nationally, so... Right. And, you know, you'd be surprised if you involve the community more in things. Yeah, they will they participate because they, they especially in Parkland. Parkland is unique because people that move there love the place. They love right. our city. They move there for a reason and whatever their reasons are. But they become part of Parkland. They're proud to say that I live in Parkland. Right. Yeah. And when you have that kind of feeling about the place you live, if you involve those people in situations that can help the city, and make them part of solutions, I think you can get a lot further than just letting them come to a city meeting, hear them, and then let it go from there. And, you know, just never gets addressed and never gets finalized. It's very important in any, like, just in any other aspect of your life, you have to have closure on topics that people bring up. Right. And I think one of the issues that goes on is that when it gets to the city commission level and they're before the commission, there's not enough closure in people's minds or is not, well, what happens now? What happened right. with that? And that's something that, um, you know, I, I, same way in my business. I do the same thing with our employees. I mean, everybody has a say. Uh, I'm very big and it's we're, we're a unit. We're a family unit in my business. And I believe the city is a family unit. Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's a very good point that you brought up is that, you know, part of the participation by the community is also to come with some realism on certain type of uh, solutions may not be achievable by the city. And I think that that discussion, that be part of the committees that actually look at some of these options and realize the pitfalls of some of them will help people to become more realistic in what they 
they ask for also. So I think the two comes in balance. Like it's like a balancing of the ask and what we can achieve. So right and right and knowledge is power, right? So yeah. if the community's knowledge of what the commission can actually accomplish and not accomplish, it makes it a lot easier when discussions need to be had. Mm-hmm. Right, because right now most people are in the dark. They just think that the city can control everything, and you know it's. Well, I think, I think that's what we hope for, right? I think sometimes when we have problems, we want someone to come and solve it for us, and I think that's where, um, that's where education is important. And that's why giving people a choice to or a participation in, in looking at type of solutions that gives them also uh, to add their input into the into the solution that's achievable. So. I, and I agree with you. That's the that's definitely an important thing for society to have. It really is. And then, and I think you know, in terms of um, you know, any specific areas that you're uh, you're looking to improve in terms of city, do you have any? Um, because I think you know, getting community engagement is definitely a key thing. But what do you think that you know the the the, the let's say your top priorities are? You know, when when you get elected. Well, I have four top priorities, um, smart infrastructure, mm-hmm. right? And that, that really basically goes into infrastructure is a, is a challenging word. So when people start throwing around that, you know, I'm, I'm all for infrastructure. A lot of the infrastructure is not really controlled by parking, it's controlled by the county. But when we want to improve our parks, right, smart right. planning, right? right. That's, that's planning on parking. Like if you go to the center of Parkland now where where the prereq center is, it is so busy right. there, barely even park your car. Right. So expanding fields and expanding just making things easier and more friendly for the residents. So I think when we when we think about planning out our city and the, the future growth, the things that the commission control, right. I think it needs to be done very smart and it needs to be done with understanding how we're gonna accomplish things with the, with the residents in mind. No, so I, that's the key. Uh, right. That makes perfect sense because I think that if you just, you know, the fact that there's still communities growing, you know, we can see that by, you know, just drive around toward the, you know, the, the, the wedge and, you know, some of the residents there, there's a lot of construction still going on and all those folks are moving in. We'll need, you know, we'll use the services the city provides and then, you want everyone, you know, the experience to be as good as they, they used to, you know, have done before. So, right. And then when we when builders come in and they buy property or um, businesses come in and they buy something, sitting down with them and really talking through the infrastructure plan and how it affects right. the town, right, and make right. sure it's affecting the town in a positive way and negotiate in the beginning so that things that we need as a city are accomplished instead of just letting them go and build. I think no, that's I've, very important. I think that's that's a that's a key because I, I used to live in a city before I hear a city that uh, basically in order to build uh, develop a track they had to set aside a certain amount of space for parks and so on. So that you know that's where you can make the negotiation to to improve the city for the new residents that are coming in also. Right, right. And another one of our, my topics uh, is safety for all. Right. I mean, safety mm-hmm. is a tough thing because school safety is controlled by the, the school board. But there is ways to help educate our parents, the children, the teachers on yep. safety, um, not only for their bodily safety, but for you know our health safety and mm-hmm. making sure that those messages are always out there and maybe even have some classes or 
or little seminars and things that just were always in front of how do we keep our residents safe. Right. Uh, right. I think, I think safety is a lot of times about education at the city level. City leaders tend to have more visibility, more connection to the residents than, like, say, a county level um, official. So, so I think that's helping to communicate these, uh, it, it, you know, generally is a good thing, basically. Yeah. Communication, right? Everything comes down to good communication and making sure you're always in front of your, your public and your residents and giving them the things that help them succeed. And at that point, they take the ball and roll with it, but at least they know the city is engaged at their best interest. That's what's very right. important. Right. And then supporting and strengthening our local businesses. And as you know, Parkland has a select amount of businesses. It's not like Coral Springs where you have right. a lot of right. business. But I believe, you know, our businesses, we, we need to help our businesses more. And if you take 441 as an example, by Hillsborough, mm-hmm. we have two beautiful shopping centers there that are barely used, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And people, I mean, even myself, uh, you know, it's when I go somewhere, the first place I run to is Parkland Commons or right. Uh, actually, Parkland Commons is really most what I use because it's convenient. Yes. But we need we need to figure out something for that shopping center and to help those businesses. Um, whether it's redeveloping that shopping center or if it's something, there needs to be some better planning for businesses. Because really, well, the, the way our city is expanding, there needs to be more businesses to support our community locally. So Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, if you look at the city, like uh, if, if, if you ignore other Coral Springs and other things, you just look at the city itself, you sort of can see that it's not designed to have, like normally you have, um, residential and uh, commercial sort of close to each other or somehow there's planned together right. for us mostly like residential in big cl- chunk you know to the to mostly toward the east of the city and then you know a few spots of businesses and then most of it is outside of the actual city so um right. no, definitely that's a challenge so you know it's, it's a challenge but when you allow businesses to be in your city yeah you have to help make them, you know, help them succeed because having shopping center, especially as beautiful as the one on 441 is mostly empty is it's a terrible thing. Well, that, that center should be thriving. Our local should be supporting it more. Um, you have the one that's on Parkside. It's another small little, uh, shopping center. Barely, you know, there's only select few residents that even know about that place. Um, and what's inside of there. I mean, there, so I think the city needs to get more involved in the business because businesses also bring in tax dollars to the city. And when development yeah. is done, the business tax dollars are important. Um, and it also, well, I think a lot of it also, a lot of it also is that people don't have, are going further away for the same type of service that they can potentially get you know, much closer. Right. So it's like a two edged. Yeah. Right. And, you know, also for our youth, right. The, some of these businesses are their first job. Because mm-hmm. it's close to home, right? right. A lot of the businesses are owned by local residents of Parkland. So that's also another important thing is, you know, for our youth, it's a, it's another great stepping stone of a, of a first job, of, yeah. of learning. I mean, it, there's a lot that goes along with supporting the local businesses. And I think we need to spend a little more time planning and helping them succeed and not just no, I, giving them an sense. occupational life and saying good luck. <laughs> well, I think that it's it started off more from Parkland as a suburb, right? In a sense that you just come off the the sawgrass and then just go home. And I think that's where 
you know, the city has to think differently to to make it into more of a city, you know, like a full full service city versus a uh, re- suburb. Well, they certainly, do. <laughs> excuse me, they certainly do because with the, the way the city is growing and the future growth of the city, they're definitely going to need businesses to support it. Yeah. And I think especially if you think about some corner of Parkland, just to get to the, uh, you know, either 441 or Sawgrass, it's, it's, it's quite a drive now. So, so if you don't provide the services close to them, it's not good life experience. Like, you know, the quality of life is not that great to drive 20 minutes for anything. So, Exactly. Yep. It's a very good point. So, and you were mentioning that you had, uh, I think, one more point, that one more priority that you're looking. Well, we, we covered it earlier with supporting okay. uh, the family and community and getting people engaged in, okay. in the community. Yeah. No, I think these are all very good points. And I, I personally, I, I do agree. I think that generally a city, Parkland is sort of maturing a little bit in a sense that it's, it's adapting to increased population and also um, the, the, the demographics, you know, like, you know, it's, it's sort of skewing to admit like a pair of people raising the kids and then trying to figure out what, what to keep the kids busy, right? You have parks, obviously sports and uh, definitely first jobs and so on is also important next steps. Yeah. And I also think programs for kids because you have kids that aren't, you know, is, you know, into athletics. So they may be more into robotic clubs or study clubs or, Certain, you know, certain things that I think, you know, I know the city provides certain type of clubs, but really looking at what other services can we provide the youth to help them grow and help them succeed yeah. throughout, you know, elementary through high school. All right. And there's just so much that we can do that we're in control of. The is this town is still small enough, even though it's growing, that you can still have that homegrown feeling in the town. Yeah. And I think the residents here um, quite a diverse uh, skill set also. So in some ways, it's if we can um, expl- you know take advantage of the fact that there are a lot of smart people in the community. Um, get you know, it helps to the young people to uh, to learn from the experience. I mean, it's, it's it's about getting the right programs in place that can get engagement both from residents and the kids you know who are trying to learn from them. Absolutely. Absolutely. It all comes back down to the community unity thing. It's, you know, we're here. The commission is there to serve the public and it's there to serve the public in the best ways and and needs. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to. It's not a it's not a self-serving job. It's a job that you serve others. And you have to have that mindset when you go into politics. And I know, unfortunately, that changes for a lot of people once they get in, but that's been my whole career is I like to serve others. And through that, I find success. So That's a very good point. And I think in some ways, local level politics, I hope it doesn't get to like, we're hopefully we can keep on solving problems that benefits everyone. And, um, and I think that's one message I try to get out people is that by participating in local governments, you actually could achieve something that's tangible more so than you know what people think politics now is is like a bunch of debates and never ending right. discussions right so right yeah that is that's another good point i mean locally you can still make a really good impact yeah and then you know generally what do you feel like your message to like the city residents are who are listening um, do do you have like uh, what do you want them to know you know as we end this uh, podcast um, to make them vote for you well, I want the 
the residents to know that I am I am running for commission because I want to hear what the community has to say. I want to listen to what they have to say. I want to engage with them on things that they feel are important. And I'm 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 here to serve. I'm not here to to have my own agenda. Um, you know, this this has nothing to do with any agenda to me other than wanting to serve the community that I love, um, the place where my kids grew up, and mm -hmm. I want to leave a better Parkland behind for the next generation. So, you know, this this whole campaign for me is to take my experience that I've had in the past 26 years of running business, of my business, mm -hmm. and I want to implement a lot of the great successes I had in business um, mm -hmm. and with people and with community. And use those skill sets to help better our community. And it's all about serving the residents. It's not about serving myself. It's about finding ways to help the community prosper, to help the community grow smart. Mm -hmm. And when the residents have uh, something they want to say, that their voices are actually heard. And not only by hearing them, you know, just talking to them on that level, but trying to put some kind of action in place that can help them, whether that's through right. getting them involved in committees or, having them help me find the answer and not just let it fall on deaf ears. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm here to be part of the city's solution. Thanks, Bill. It was a pleasure to have you for this episode and good luck on your run. And thanks to our listeners. We'll continue to bring our candidates for local elections to this podcast. So please subscribe so that you see our next episode as soon as it's available. <laughs>